You're listening to the Niagara Podcasters Network. You want to go buy a gun after this shot? Uh, sure. All right, cool. Let's can we go. just can you just buy a gun anywhere in Canada? It's still pretty loose here, right? It is. Is it as it's... easy to get a gun here as it is in the United States? Is it as easy? Yeah. No. No. It's but is it easy? Tighter. Okay. But right. is it easy? Yeah, it's easy. Yeah, it's kind of. I, mean, I guess it's kind of easy. You know what? I have can... you been shooting? I. I shooting yeah, yeah you shot a gun i have oh have you yeah have you shot a gun darcy yeah actually i got uh my kids that shot their first ak-47 at 16 not at you <laughs> not at me no okay, good. At, at the gun range i've been shooting too i'm really i'm super anti-gun yeah so yeah that's kind of why i went though right okay. like you try to walk in the shoes yeah. of the people that you're yeah. you know you maybe don't agree you with know, you know what you should do next time is a vote because you're so anti-voting, maybe you should walk in the shoes of those people who vote <laughs> and figure it out. That's cool. I'll just forsake thousands of years of culture. And, uh, I'm just saying. Bird. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> In the heart of the One Dish with One Spoon Treaty Territory, Niagara's Sean Vanderclis and Carl Dockstader dish on any and all issues from a First Nations perspective. From pipeline politics to poverty to pan-Indianism and more, Sean shares his concrete curve leg take and Carl gives an urban Oneida angle. You are listening to One Dish, One Mike on the Niagara Podcasters Network. So we live we live in a in a gun happy in a gun-happy, gun-toting, gun-loving society, right? That we do. And, I mean, maybe Canada is not as gun-toting. And gun- Actually, not maybe. Statistically, Canadians just don't shoot each other. Right. Uh, I shouldn't even be making making light of it, but but Americans, they, they shoot each other. It's it's the second, like, they thought of all these things that define themselves as, as a nation. And number one was, like, free speech, which that makes sense. You know, yeah. you should be able to say what you want, even if it's not agreeable. Except for when you're protesting... Um... Well, yeah, and if not, if you're black, and not, yeah. if, not if you're a woman, not if you're poor, not if you're marginalized, yeah. but if you're if you're an old, rich, white male, yeah. say whatever the f- you want. <laughs> <laughs> so that was number one: that that old, rich, white people can say whatever they want. The second right <laughs> is that anybody can have a gun. Children, right? Young, old, the right? right? The right to bear arms, and that's in case the king comes. I think, is yeah, that, exactly. If the king comes knocking on your door and yeah. is like, "I decree that your house is mine," yeah, you get to like pull out your Glock. Would, I guess that would be like our governor general, though. Now, well, yeah, Canada still does have a king, that, or yeah. a king or queen or whatever yeah. that rules over, right? Yeah, ish, kind of more of a figurehead, but. It's still technically, though, everything's done, you know, crown land is done in the name of the crown. Yeah. The crown hereby decrees that this, that, or the other thing, right? Yeah. So, yeah, Canada still is ruled by a monarchy. So maybe if Canada had a right to guns, right, it wouldn't have this ass-backwards <laughs> way of worshipping the queen and following her rule or whatever, right? I agree. I'm going to go buy a gun. All right, let's do this. So, uh, unfortunately, we're talking about guns because America has a gun problem. And, it, I mean, it is it is no joke that the rates of crime are astronomical through the roof. Uh, there's greater, there's much greater income inequality in the United States than there is in Canada, which I think it yeah. leads to the crime and leads to a lot of the things that are happening. But also, it's it's very easy to get a gun. No background checks. Yeah. In some states, like virtually none. You literally walk in. I think there's like a, some, in some states, there's a mandatory one hour waiting period. Yeah. Like, that's insane. Can you imagine those same standards being applied to driving a car? Yeah. Right? Like, that's mind blowing, mind boggling. Um, well, I think Obama was uh, 
posed with the question of of why are you coming to take our guns and in his 10 minute rant in response to it what he essentially said is that if a terrorist or a person who is affiliated with isis wants to go on and get on a plane um, and it's found out that they're associated with isis they'll be put on a no-fly list but that same person can go buy a gun ridiculous so while we may not let them fly, a known terrorist or a known associate of terrorism, they can still go and buy a gun. Wow. Does that make any sense, America? No. At all. Right? Like, you, you love the war on terror. You love fighting battles. You love picking fights. And I can see why. <laughs> because you're giving them the arms to, to, to do so. Um, I don't know. Oh, I guess to, to add to that... Um... You know, define a terrorist, right? <laughs> all, with all these mass shooters in the yeah. states, the, the white males—they're not called terrorists. Even though the majority of mass shootings, by the way, are perpetrated by white men. But... Yeah, and they're through through the media, they're not considered terrorists. Yeah. What are the lone wolves? Is that yeah. what they're called? Yeah, I guess. So mm-hmm. if it's a person of I color, don't know because the media doesn't talk about them as much. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's uh, by the way for our listeners. This is our special guest Darcy Belanger, who's here with us today. Bellinger, 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 Belanger, Bellinger, Belanger, Belanger, damn yeah. Skippy. So Darcy, Darcy has joined us today to offer his exciting insight into issues of the day, and including guns, which is what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, you know, that's one thing that we do see a lot uh, over over the media and through our television sets and through the social media is we get a lot of American culture over here in Canada. So we always see, uh, you know, the news feeds of, of these mass shootings. Of course, there's, I think last year, there's 365 days a year, and I believe there's like 387 mass shootings in the United States last year alone. So that's more than one per day. And, you know, they feel like they don't have a problem. And their solution is, well, people should buy more guns. Yeah. And yeah. You know what's better than a bad guy with a gun? A good guy with a gun. That's their theme. Yeah. The Well, gun sales went up, right? Yeah. They were, unfortunately, when the Las Vegas shooting happened recently and or when any of the other shootings happened. As soon as as soon as these mass shootings hit the media, people go out and buy guns. Yeah. The the gun company stock goes up in mm-hmm. the stock market. Yeah. The guns are very good for the economy. It's no secret that the NRA basically funds the Republican Party. Or they don't yeah. fund the Republican mm-hmm. Party, but but they they pay for many. Mm-hmm. They pay a lot of money that goes to candidates, and then all of a sudden, these candidates are unable to put in any any gun control. Right. Yeah. So America has become, whether they intended to or not, it's it's a country uh, of violence. It's a country that's about sex. It's a country that's about drugs. It's a country that's about all these all these excesses and extremes and and the media. And I think the media is 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 exciting and interesting and definitely profitable and and world class and and at a peak. But at some point, when when does responsibility creep into into the credo of Americanism? Never. <laughs> Apparently well, never. Hopefully right now. <laughs> right. Um, I don't even know. Like I, I was watching uh, Trevor Noah speak, the host of The Daily Show. And what he was talking about is when is it an appropriate time to talk about gun control? Um, 
a lot of times when when this is happening, a lot of right-wingers will say, you should never talk about gun control after there's a mass shooting because it's insensitive. Let's not politicize this event. People died. Let's not do it. Um, so his question was then, well, when do you do it? Yeah. And the answer is apparently never because, there, like you said, there's a mass shooting over one over uh, a day a year. Sorry, a day a year. <laughs> every single day in a year, there's a mass shooting. So if there's a mass shooting every single day, when is the appropriate time to talk about gun control? Yeah, never, right? literally never, I guess, yeah. right? And, and another thing that he said was um, when talking about um, plane crashes, the first thing that we do is we go and investigate why this plane crashed. What can we do to improve? What can we do to, to make better? And what can we learn from this? This happens on any major incident other than gun shooting. Yeah, the the scrutiny and and I mean the it's not like the current president of the United States and or again many of the elected officials or, or leadership it's it's not like they otherwise hesitate to exploit tragedy tragedy for their own political gain. It, they're quick when there are attacks that are led by any kind of person that has any association to to Islamic the Islamic belief system. They're yeah. they're quick to tie that to ISIS and to tie that to global terrorism and and to everything else. What they're what they're not quick to do is to hold themselves accountable for their love of guns and to hold the government accountable for their lack of regulation around guns and to yep. hold the corporations accountable for the massive amount of profits that, that they make off of guns. And it's sad. Yeah, I feel, um, you know, the governments of actually of the United States is just pretty much a puppet. Yeah. Right. He's being controlled on what to do. There's probably even certain areas he can't even, uh, access um you know united states is a war machine they've been a war machine since world war ii i believe they haven't even been in, out of conflict since then yeah. and for them to so guns is a big is a big deal and it's it goes to the whole uh the whole states where it, it's the normal like it's the social norm now is to possess many weapons um because yeah the states is a, a war machine yeah. and the, the they, question isn't do you have a gun it's how many guns do you have yeah right yeah, yeah. and then there's competitions on who's got the the new sniper rifle or yeah. you know who's got the best assault gun yeah and you know mo Many of those high calibers, you know, they're not for shooting animals. They're yeah. mainly just to main people within the theater of war. Yeah. And so that's one of the main things, actually, the, the government of the United States has really done is their propaganda of to have their society live in fear. Mm -hmm. So there's always something of fear for, that's why they need the guns, yeah. you know. There's the terrorist list. Um, what color is it this month? Is it yellow? Is it orange? Yeah. And if they feel that it's going down, oh, there's a terrorist plot coming. It's high, you know. So it, it keeps keeps their society in fear. And you know, what's the best thing to keep you safe? Let's buy guns. Yeah. One of the um, <clears throat> the legislations that I think make a change in the aftermath of Las Vegas is this concept of a, a bump stock. So what it is, it's an attachment that you put on semi-automatic rifles that essentially make them fully automatic. And 
as this was being announced, as uh, Congress, both Democrat and conserv- were, conservative, were semi in agreement with this, these companies took full advantage of that and said, buy it while you can because pretty soon we're going to be out of business. <laughs> so if you go to, if you make an attempt to go buy what's called a bump stock in the United States, um, you can't because they're all sold out. They're all backed up for like months. And it's absolutely insane. insane. So when you're talking about them ruling on fear, I mean, they they rule a country on fear. They sell products on fear. Mm-hmm. Everything is fear-based um, in the United States, which, again, I don't mean to generalize a whole country, but... No, but it, I mean the, the media, which is where people consume their, their yeah. information, right? It's uh, there, There's another great Vox video that, that's out there about, first off, how much money can be made off of terrorism, yeah. but also how the constant coverage of, of terrorism paralyzes people into having this, this irrational fear, thinking that terrorism is this common everyday sort of thing. And, and maybe we're even perpetuating that a little bit by, you know, by saying uh, that there, there's all these shootings all the time. And definitely, definitely it's, it's an epidemic. But again, it's 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 sensational. It's the sensationalization of of shootings and glorifying guns. And and I mean, that's absolutely depressing that the bump stock uh, would would be purchased out of inventory because of exposure, because of the people that lost their lives because they wanted to go to a country music show that night. It's it's ridiculous. Four Canadians. Four Canadians were killed in this. Yeah, no, it's tragic. No, it, it it is it is tragic, and that. But again, that I mean, that's where for me it comes down to values, right? And and what does the United States value? They value freedom, right? Mm-hmm. There, you hear that all the time, right? The freedom flag and yep. eating your freedom for fries, right? You don't want to eat French fries, <laughs> yeah. you want to eat freedom fries or whatever. Like Canada or uh, the United States and Canada, for that matter, these freedom freedom loving nations. But one thing that that John Mohawk, one of the great Seneca scholars, talked about was how in order to be free, you're free from something Mm -hmm. free is relative right so if you're free are you free from responsibility and that you know that's the question you're free from the responsibility to to really respect the rights of the people around you and to respect the rights of of the people your neighbors and your community and the people that are near and i don't know how far the united states and people and the general citizenry has become from that but it looks like they've gone pretty far from that Mm mm-hmm yeah um you know it's how how they how you run a nation is how you're assimilating them into the culture of that nation yeah and you know for so, sometimes you you think on you know when when you actually kind of watch uh say the, the american elections and just how far some of their uh some of their population, how far they go to, 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 to support, um, whoever is running and just some of their mindsets, some of their mind thoughts, it's just so unreal. And you don't realize like, how can they think of, uh, you know, you know, how, how can they think of, uh, of these gun controls Mm -hmm. and, even some of the leaders that speak about it on news or within talk shows and the, their reality is like, I, I guess totally different, especially coming from a nation where we're not a gun toting nation. Right. And just seeing how far it's like, it just doesn't make sense. You know, how 
they're just so stuck on we need guns we need guns mm-hmm. it's like it's, a religion to them and i think that's one of the fundamental problems with america is when people have very specific feelings about let's say politics it it's not about a healthy debate anymore it's about religion like this is this is what i believe and because i'm conservative conservative i'm willing to die for that those beliefs and anybody who opposes those beliefs are wrong and you're you're ignorant and you shouldn't even talk to me right like there's no no sense of understanding if you will um when it comes to again like politics um their their fundamental rights like the first amendment and the second amendment when it comes to guns when it comes to anything like that it's just fanatical in my opinion but i i wholeheartedly agree and it sounds like we have three people that are basically agreeing with with one another so i would encourage anybody who's out there that's that's listening that disagrees with us to feel free to comment on this video engage one dish one mic or to find yeah. sean and i on various social media platforms and we will we will definitely follow up on yeah. on anybody who feels differently about this issue than we do that's one of the great merits of the niagara podcasters network is is that we're willing to have these back and forth discussions so if you like that kind of discussion and you like that level of dialogue then i would would encourage you to listen to this show that's also on the Niagara Podcasters Network. Hey, this is Trevor from Niagara Podcasters Network. A healthy community has many sources of news and information. Here at NPN, we're creating locally sourced, locally produced news content, and we're excited to tell you about The Regional, our first program on NPN News. The Regional is a weekly news show that's a political potpourri. It's a municipal menagerie. It is a local smorgasbord of interviews, panel discussions, and in-depth analysis. You can find The Regional by looking for it in Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or the podcast app of your choice. Or you can find us on niagarapodcasters.org slash regional. The Regional, Niagara's news magazine, only on Niagara Podcasters Network. We've had a lot to say uh, in the past 15, 20 minutes about guns, uh, but as is our tradition on one dish, one mic. We like to send people away with a traveling thought. So we offer the opportunity to have the traveling thought to our guest on the show. First, Darcy <laughs> Belanger. Uh, traveling thoughts. Um, about guns. How do you feel about guns? You know, if, uh, if you do have guns and if you are a hunter within, within our, uh, within our country, you know, just, just be safe with them. Just follow the regulations. And, you know, just keep them locked up, keep them away from children so they can't access it. And, you know, it's, I, I do know that uh, we do have a, have a, a not a law, but there, there's, a, um, you know, there's a system in place and just, just, uh, you know, follow the rules on those and just be safe and, you know, just don't let uh, let the let the public at them. You know, mm-hmm. just keep them locked up, keep the ammo separate, and you know, just that's all I could say, really. Preach, brother. Preach. <laughs> Power to the people. You. I feel uh, you. For the listeners out there, Carl literally just raised his hand over his head. <laughs> Damn skiffy. Damn skiffy. How do you feel about guns, Sean? Uh, what do you tell your kids about guns? What do I tell my kids about guns? I don't tell. We don't. You know what the thing is? We don't even talk about guns. Like this, it's not a. a you just. Pick them up and run out. Oh, yeah, and exactly. Use them. Right, my kids know. Right, yeah. my, my Spartan children. They have to kill a wolf by the time they're eleven. So watch out, no, and you have six months. If you don't, you're out of the family. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, listen. If you if you want to have a gun, 
by all means have a gun that that is your that's within your rights <laughs> are you still laughing about this certain thing <laughs> um he knows though i've been grooming him since he was like two like you have to kill a wolf if you don't kill a wolf <laughs> <laughs> it's a play on the 300 movie <laughs> okay all right thank you we'll put a link to 300 on netflix in the yeah, show notes yeah, exactly <laughs> Um, but it, this is a this is the responsibility of the United States government. You need to demand better. You need to remove money from politics. You need to completely get rid of the National Rifle Association. It is a joke of an organization, and it is literally, like Darcy said, making you look like puppets. People are dying in your country for no reason at all. The simplest of the simplest of things that you could do is a background check. I mean, it's that simple. A basic background check. You don't let people drive cars without receiving the proper credentials and licenses. Why are you letting people buy guns? Be better, America. Right on. Right on. I love it. I love it. Way to be. (laughs) Thank you. My traveling thought for the day is pretty simple, actually. It, it's it's not about guns, believe it or not. I, I think that America's gun problem isn't actually about the guns themselves. Like, I definitely think that some more regulation is in order, and they definitely need to take a look at how they make guns and how easily they're distributed. But it, it's actually about the escalation and the constant competition. Again, when, when I study our people and when I look at how we were as a people and how we are meant to be, we were, we were communal people that everything was shared as, as a common asset. And when I look at Western society, it's fundamentally about competition. The economic system that we have right now is capitalism is about competition. It's about the fact that, that I am in direct competition with you over goods, over property, over getting that job, over the size of my car. And unfortunately, the latest competition is a securitization of the United States of America. So you have criminals that are buying more fancy and complicated guns, and the police aren't helping by going out and buying full-on riot gear and by taking army gear and by increasing the level the level of gear that they have. So you have this constant competition that's going on, and you have an internal arms race that's playing out in the streets of the United States of America, and the casualties are the everyday citizens who are losing their lives because of things outside of their control. Well said. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> You've been listening to One Dish, One Mic on the Niagara Podcasters Network right here in the Pop-Up Podcast Studio at Cowork Niagara, home of Niagara's independent workforce. Don't forget to listen to all the other shows on the network. Don't forget to click, like, share. And I'm, I'm at what I said about, about giving some feedback to this show. We want to read off now. We have some comments for show suggestions that we want to share in future episodes and that we've been using for some of our ideas for, for shows. And we want to have this be more of an interactive experience, but we can only do that if you the listeners engage us the hosts and our talented producer trevor boom love you guys Nagiwa. thanks for listening to one dish one mic on the niagara podcasters network your hosts are carl dockstader and sean vanderclis recording is done at the pop-up podcast studio at cowork niagara home of niagara's independent workforce executive producer is trevor twining production assistance by daniel twining show artwork by mitch baird Music by DJ Shub, used with permission. If you have show ideas or comments, you can reach us on Twitter at Niagara Podcasts.